what can you say? Hi, guys. Welcome to the Just Saying Podcast. Everyday conversations with some extraordinary people that I've met and Paul's met over the years. Uh, my co-host is finally here. Good evening, Mr. Vato. Good to see you. And good to see you, sir. Good to be here. I'm telling How you. How is everything? It's great. I th- I didn't. Did you finally get laundry done? I, you got a button-up shirt. It looks good. It's OIA better. It looks nice on you. Thank you. You still doing? I should you, be a, go ahead. A Wyabetta model. You cigar model, Wyabetta model, model model. We got a little start late. Again, we just ignore our other guest over here, which we'll, we'll we'll get to you in a second. Just keep looking handsome like that. Perfect. Don't change. So you were doing an audition today. Yes. Yeah. The nice thing is now everything, you know, is done online. So while there was still good light outside, because, you know, I'm in Vegas, so I'm a few hours behind you, uh, then I was able to uh, put it on tape and then submit it. You submit it through EcoCast on Actors Access. And the nice thing, you know, your first audition is online. Most likely, if you get a callback, it's also online and maybe like this, almost like in a Zoom meeting where you might meet uh, the, the directors or, or the director or the producers and you just do everything online. So it makes it it makes it so that you can audition from almost anywhere in the world. Uh, and as long as they know that you can make it there, then they'll be happy and and hopefully you get cast in something. There you go. Now all I have to do is work my way through the clubhouse crowd. I'm so in That's there. it. We got to spend time in Clubhouse. I didn't talk. I listened. I like to listen. I like to listen. It was fun, though. It was fun. So I'll see you again on Wednesday for sure, or hear you again on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, uh, at the, did you want me room? to pull you up? I can I can invite you up. I didn't know, you know, sometimes people just enjoy listening. Uh, oh, no, I, I, I will come up. You know, you up. It was a little, <laughs> you know, listen, when I was listening to you and... Miss Del Toro and some of the other folks talk and, and you really get to hear your experiences and stuff. It was it was a little intimidating even for a guy like me. And I was like, I just really enjoy just listening to the stories first. And it's like, then I'll come up and I'll be, you know, a pain in the ass uh, next time I'm in the room or something. I'll be like, you know, mute this guy right away, would you please? <laughs> but good to see you, young man, as always. Glad to see the Thank auditions you. are going well and everything. How's Vegas yes, doing? Sir. It's it's turning around. It's it you know it of course it helped because it was March Madness, uh, but yeah it's it's definitely turned around. The weather's great now, so it, it's it's wonderful, man. Thank you for asking. Good, good. And I want to introduce you to our guest this evening. His name is Brian Waters. He is the owner of Open Door Cigars in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, been around for a while great guy met him again obviously on the road when i was on the road uh one of those stops when you get to when you get to visit customers and everything there's there's guys you want to see there's guys you have to see there's guys you really really want to see and we spent some great times and i asked him to come on the show and he goes i don't know i don't know (laughs) what are we going to talk about i'm like what did we talk about all those years we just sure. talked. We had some great conversations. How are you today, sir? I'm glad you joined us, Brian. Yeah, glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'll tell you, do you know, how, you know how tight we are? 
What do you smoke? You're so tight. What do you? You're nah, so tight. That's you a, can't eat a, strawberries because you can't pass the seeds. Nope. Wow. You and Paul are going to get along fine. I can tell that right now. A hundred percent. What are you smoking? Uh, I'm smoking a uh, lot 23 Perdomo Robusto this afternoon. That's for after the show because we can't smoke in the studio. So what do I got? Perdomo lot 23 right there. I'm telling you, if he starts finishing my sentences, oh, the relationship we could have is over. Oh, got it. Damn. No, it's I thought you were going to say something else. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was trying to finish your sentence. My apologies. That's all right. I, you know, I, 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 one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, I could have relationships all over. But, That's hey, Brian, wonderful. thanks for coming on. Uh, Paul? Yes. Here's another connection from the cigar world. I love it. I might have to come out and visit visit you in, where are you, in Fayetteville? Fayetteville, Arkansas. So, Bola, I am about two hours south of Springfield, Missouri. Wonderful. Okay. And we right actually... Had we had an account, I thought in Springfield. Was there? Uh, do you know any any of the shops up in Springfield? Yeah, just you probably had an account with Christian yeah. and Jess. Yeah. Just That's for right. him. Yeah, good, That's for good him. buddies, good people. Yeah, great good. people. Love them. Yeah, yeah, love them, man. So, so, and I, I have to check in on them. I I forgot what happened. What was the last thing that happened? But. Thank you for reminding me. I should check in on my accounts. <laughs> you and I actually met in at the trade show in 2014 what the very first i was in business 10 weeks and six days and somehow ended up at the trade show by myself no help and ended up uh on top of binions <laughs> yep so we yes. might have met first in your shop downstairs and then mm -hmm. and then the evening went on but we'll leave it at that that wow yeah that was one of the parties that, that we co-hosted with davidoff and with yep uh with the 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 humidor guys the east side and west side humidor guys from wichita kansas yep so i'm glad that you were there yeah we've had a few of those rooftop parties and they were all fantastic we i know one time was a toga party i don't know if that was the one or not that was but, actually uh, the one yes that it was, was okay i thought so 2014 that man wow time flies and congratulations on your success that you know if you made it past the the three-year mark so that's fantastic good for you blessed we've had a ball with it it's been fun wonderful wonderful well i have to start my tour pretty soon and and, and come out to, to visit are you anywhere near is it called beaver lake yeah i actually live on beaver lake on a houseboat <laughs> that's fantastic uh good okay good guess on my part that's that's wonderful. He just I, told I me he had a houseboat. Yeah. He wouldn't even tell me the name of the lake. You already know it. I already, I figured it out. If it's, oh, a, if it's an outside. outside. Like, if Christopher figured out where it was, he might show up, you know? I, you're well, that, you know what? Well, we, we talked about going on the road with the show. Who knows? And Paul will probably go without me. But he can patch in and have fun at Beaver Lake and enjoy everything. I'm coming down. I don't care. Come on. Yeah, let's. I'm coming you're down. You're both welcome. Absolutely. On the road. Thank go you. On the road. So thank yeah, you, small you. world. There you go. We're, we were talking before you got on there. You're working on your audition and everything. And mm -hmm. he's like, I said, you know, I'll introduce you to the co-host. And he goes, Paul Votto. I know Paul Votto. We go I know back Paul way from back the old when. days, way back when. <laughs> I also he's, said, I don't think Paul knows me, but I do remember him. 
Oh no! Wonderful. Well, I thank you for for attending our party, and of you know those parties, uh, your mind can get a little foggy from all, all you know the the bar that we have and all that because and and that view is phenomenal, isn't it? From, from the rooftop of, of oh, it's Indians. amazing. Yeah, yeah, just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm playing. This well, is backwards all the time for me. So I'm just trying to get that blatant product placement in there. So Brian, you've had the shot, and your your anniversary is coming up. Open door cigars. It is. It is. May third. Mm -hmm. Seven years. Seven years. Man, it does we fly were, fast, doesn't it? It doesn't seem like. Hey man, it does. I mean, I've been off the road for a couple of years, and I swear to God, it just seems like yesterday I was down there on a regular basis. I didn't think I wouldn't buy that often. Now, no. you weren't always in the cigar business, were you? I was not. I used to be an attitude adjuster. <laughs> really? It says here. Yeah. Oh, yes, it does say that. Attitude adjuster or officer of the law. So you yes. spent a career in Fayetteville? Yeah. In, in the police department? Yep. And I according did to this, you did. How, what was that? I did 28 years at Fayetteville Police 28. Department. 28. I got to adjust this up a little bit. Deaf guy. But, and you did a little bit of everything, too. I did. I had a blessed career. I had a lot of fun. Grew up well, playing cops and robbers. I, I want to ask you this. Bike patrol officer? Yes. Well, I lost and, your and audio listen. for some reason. All right, I lost it. Hold on. I, I can't hear you. Hello? There we go. There? Yep. Wow, it's breaking up on me. There we go. I got it. There we now. go. All right. Sorry about that. I was. Again, hey, funny? surprise, technical difficulty. Who would have known with me it would happen? But uh, so, I okay, I, I want to know. Bike patrol. Yeah. So uh, we had a, when, when, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, close oh. your eyes and picture Lieutenant <laughs> Dangle from <laughs> Reno 911. <laughs> Absolutely. Sexy hey, it was, the, it was the early to mid-90s, okay? It was what it was. Uh we had an entertainment, we have an entertainment district in our town that's where all the bars and restaurants, and of course we're a college town, so it's packed. And the best way to get around down there and do what you gotta do was on bicycles. So yeah, for three years I rode a Cannondale. Wow. And wore Lieutenant Dangle shorts. And I was so damn sexy. <laughs> Man, we're gonna have to start adding pictures. Oh, that, we do not need to bring those back. That's it was bad, crazy. but I did. I had a good time. How did you end up in law enforcement? Just, I mean, was You it know, I was, believe it or not, I was a senior in marketing uh, at the U of A when it dawned on me that if I had to come out of college and just go straight into business, I was going to lose my mind. It just was not going to work. I needed that adventure. So... Um, as a senior in marketing, as a fourth-year senior at the U of A, I changed majors to criminal justice and started over. And away I went. Came out of college, hired on at the PD. Just had a blast. And you did quite a bit. I mean, 28, I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody. I could never be, I could never be, oh, yeah, well, you know what I mean. I could never be a cop. I, I could well, never be a cop. Well, it's the felony record that would slow you down, Christopher. 
Well, <laughs> other than that, you probably could have done a good job of it. Whatever happened to forgive and forget? You know, it's statute <laughs> limitations, right? And technically, technically, there was never a conviction. There were charges, but never a conviction. I think well, that's where my out is, sir. I think you've got an out there. It's just you, you, it was it was uh, just an accusation, mopery with the intent to gawk. <laughs> Everybody deserves an 11th chance. So. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I deserve two 11 chances, let me tell you, the way I've lived my life. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. No, I had fun. I won't argue that I'm glad I'm done. Oh, good. Had I a mean, great and, time. You know, thanks for doing what you did. Over. I mean, I didn't oh. live there when you were a cop. You know, I, I, but I still felt safe in the hotel because you left a legacy down there. So I knew the streets were safe. And I, I appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, I just wiped out crime and retired. I, I, it was it. I, you know, I go down and they're like, where are you staying? I said, the La Quinta. They're like, ah, it used to be Waters Old Territory. You're fine. You know, you still got a <laughs> reputation in town. I'm like, good. Uh, I'm not even going to hang that do not disturb sign on the door tonight because I'm covered. I'm covered. What made you start the shop? I'm hitting the mic. I knock. I make noise here all the time. I leave the watch at home. The phone's over there. Paul doesn't choose celery anymore. We had a production meeting about that. He just juices. <laughs> and I'm hitting the you microphone. Know, but what? What? what, what why? The, were you a cigar smoker during your your time? Uh, yeah, I was more toward much more regularly the older I got. Mm -hmm. But I started smoking cigars in the early 80s in college, and uh, it progressed. And then, believe it or not, when I was a bike cop, um, you had it was community-oriented policing, so you needed to know every business, everybody that lived on your district. It's like old-school policing, right? You, like you walking a beat. I was going to say you were the cop on the beat then. Yeah, yeah. And so you, you knew every business. Uh, exactly. Okay. Um, wow. but sure, I'll, I'll hear from that. Uh, somebody <laughs> on the board there, Sergeant uh -huh. O'Reilly, will call up and go, Hey, what do you mean? What's up, That's all yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, anyway, I was, yeah. we had a cigar shop, a little cigar shop on our, on our beat and, uh, rolled in there when we started bike patrol, getting to know everybody. And it's this kid, this college kid. It was just graduating. that was working in there and running the place. And we made friends, me and my partner made friends with him and, like most cigar shops, you have a number of cops go in and hang out and bar the restroom and break away. And, you know, there was kind of started picking up then. The, there's so many. I've met tons and tons of law enforcement at cigar shops. You can find anything you want in a cigar shop. You can oh, find yeah. a bookie. You could find a lawyer, a mechanic. It's, it's a great place. It's such it's such a uh, it just levels the playing field. You know, you're, you're just people. There's no. There's always that one uh, retired judge that comes in. You know, morning judge. Hey, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> You're off the bench. Get over it. You can't do anything to me anymore. No contempt for me, my friend. But um, with the, you know, with the officers, it was great. It was. It was always there. Uh, a lot of great guys. Firefighters would come into the places too, and then I would go hang with them. When I was on the road, I would go by the firehouse or, you know, leave something, a little something for the guys and everything. But the shop. So, what made you decide to open the shop? Because you, you were still, you were still in law enforcement at the time when you opened, yeah. and then you retired yeah. soon after that, after you opened. Yes. Which was yes. a pretty. 
uh, brave, bold move. I mean, was the intention to stay on the force and have the shot? It was. Or was and, but it went that well that you were like, I'm out? You know, it's, we're a faith-based company. So I came home from work one day and I walked in. Uh, my wife's in the kitchen and my wife had been working in City Hall for about 35 years. And I'd been at the PD at the time about 30 or about 26. And I came home one day and I just told her, I said, I feel like God's called us to open a cigar shop. And I expected her to hit me in the head with her flip-flop. But she, without blinking an eye, she said, I wondered how long it was going to take you. And I was, what? She goes, yeah, I've known. I'm waiting on you. So we took the next year to write the business plan. And when we opened it in May of 14, I didn't anticipate retiring. I just thought I would do both. And uh, balance them out. But we got to the end of 2014. And the more I thought about it, more I prayed about it, the less peace I could come to at staying on the job and trying to run the business. And so I went ahead when I hit my full retirement, which was for us 28 years. When I hit that full retirement, I went ahead and checked out and um, just went all in on the cigar shop. We were about eight months old. And, uh, you know, we were starting to get a little bit of momentum. But uh, it was just one of those things that just felt right. Uh, I had a great time being a cop, but it was time to move on to the next adventure. You know, I like the, uh, it's in your, I get to do this once in a while. I don't want me to bring the dollar store glasses anymore. I know. Isn't it just crazy? I, uh, I, go, I have to go the, the opposite way to read. You got to do that? <laughs> I got to do this. You got to do that? Yeah. But <laughs> I, like, I, I like the line at the end of your bio, which is great, and I, I think that's great, is that your mission statement is to open the door, get out of the Holy Spirit's way, and just love people where they are. I think that's that's wonderful. I I I, uh, I think that's a great great thing. I know the shop's doing well. And when you guys started, it was small, was it not? We opened in a thousand square feet. Was it a thousand shop. square feet? Yeah, but that's including the bathroom, a small kitchenette, all of the retail area, all of the seating, and the humidor was just under a thousand square feet. Oh, well, then you know what? That that doesn't make the story as impressive as is when you leave out a zero and it says you only open a hundred square feet. That's true. I'm, it wasn't that, that small. Wow, what a place did they grow? 100 square feet. The guy was in a 10 the by 10 The humidor was, was 100 square feet. It was wow. 10 by 10. I think you're thinking of my store. That's probably <laughs> 400 square feet. Maybe that's the one that you're thinking of because it's tiny. Yeah, but there's always action in Hollywood, baby. Action, baby. Action. That's where everything is. Here it comes. And I, I told, I said, I'm not going to mention anybody. I'm tired of giving free name mentions to these people. Thank you, Key. <laughs> so that we have, we are, you know, now we have titles for some of the folks here. She is the number one production assistant. She gets my coffee. And what kind nice. of coffee, Paul? I believe that it's Snappy Bigman Coffee. Snappy Great Bigman. coffee. For all your coffee needs. There you go. Just saying. Th that one's on the house. Thank oh, you. yeah. I guess we should tell people the name of the podcast that, and where they can find it. They can. Uh, well, it's just uh, the Just Saying 
and we use the ellipsis in there because I found there's quite a few little just saying podcasts. So we use the ellipsis, which I okay. use for right. the mm-hmm. copyrighted for the uh, tagline for the coffee. But it's the three dots ellipsis just saying podcast everyday conversations with your host Christopher Manso and Paul Vato. And I think next month you should have top billing. We'll just flip it back and forth like that. I'm okay with that. I knew you would be. Yeah, I could live with that. I was going to try to do the old argument, you know, go alphabetically. But I'm like, nah, you know what? I like the ring of it, too. Vato and Manso. Manso (laughs) Kind of play it up. Twist it around a little bit. Keep it going like that. You started. Now, when did you open? What is it? Sweet 7? Yeah. We opened Sweet 7 about 10 months or at least we tried about 10 months after we'd opened the shop. So we got it open in March of uh, 2015, but I closed it again by the 1st of July, mid-June, 1st of July, uh, because we had some complaints in the building we were in. We had basically doubled the size of the shop to open Suite 7, which is a uh, craft cocktail lounge that you can smoke a cigar in, Uh, but you can only get into the lounge through the cigar shop. So it's the clients, it's just part of the shop. But we opened it, we had a doctor's office next door to us and apparently we had not closed all of the holes up in the rafters between the two. And so when smoke and the odor of cigars got over there, he got a little upset, needless to say. So we went in and cleaned everything and hired restoration companies to come in and work it over. But he was not happy with us after that. And so our landlord worked with us and we, uh, by August, I just closed down uh, June, July and August. And uh, by August, we moved into uh, a standalone building across the same parking lot that we were in, but across the parking lot where we doubled the size again. So we're up to about 4,000 square feet. Yeah. It's a nice and uh, both businesses. Now, did, did the smoke really sneak in into the doctor's office or was it just that you were there and you know how people are anymore. Yeah, I mean, When the I non-smoking do. laws came out, there was guys that never, they were next to cigar shops and, 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 you know, and they never had a complaint, never hear anything. And I would go into guys' shops and it, it, they'd be in a strip center and there's 10, 10 bays in that strip center. And it was never the next door neighbor. It was the guy three doors down. But it never started. They were there five, six years. And then all of a sudden, can't smoke in the state of Nevada, can't smoke in the state of Illinois. (laughs) And they were like, oh, my God, you can smell it. And I'm like, come on. I just, some of them. You know, it's it's one of these things that there were a lot of dynamics at play. But the truth of the matter is, the more he complained for us, the more it benefited me. The, The landlord got frustrated with his being upset and literally offered me a deal, if you will, that you couldn't refuse. So they got us into double square footage at no increased price. Um, they they took the first, what was it? Um, $67,000 worth of build out costs that they took. And then they, you know, worked with us on the rest that we split with them and, and uh, built a patio onto the new place for us and redid the parking lots and I mean they it, it to be honest with you looking back it was the the best thing that happened to me but that first day when I got served with a cease and desist order yeah it was a little nerve-wracking 
I can understand cease and desist orders. (laughs) It is a great shop. Who knew that no meant no? I learned real fast. Got that letter, baby. I was done. Man, when it's signed and there's seven lawyers signing one letter, you're like, oh, I'm screwed. I ain't got that kind of money. But 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 but, but the cease and desist uh, was for because because of your of the smoking going on. And yeah, we had we had by the time we got the complaints, we'd been in there about uh, 15 months. Mm-hmm. And so you technically have two businesses side by side and next to that business now you got an eye doctor and all of a sudden just three months after this second business opened where you are able to smoke cigars then we get the complaints so we shut down we resealed all the walls between the businesses put in dry cell foam went to extraordinary lengths but we had already poked the bear, apparently, and there was no calming him down. And the matter he got, and the more he pushed back with um, our landlord, the more the landlord realized we were doing everything we could to try to make it right. I wasn't here to negatively affect uh, a close-to-retirement eye doctor. He had been there forever. I didn't want to, I wasn't there to harm him. And we were going to do whatever we needed to do to take care of our neighbor. But he was pretty upset and it went and rocked on for a few months until my landlord finally said, I tell you what we're going to do. We'll just double your space without increasing your cost, move you into a much nicer location and uh, you'll be in a standalone building. And here I am seven years later, you know, and they still take great care of us. So that that doctor um, on the other hand has retired. I was going to say, it sounds to me like, you know, he was battling, I mean, just not knowing the situation, but it sounds to me like he was almost just battling his own demons as in he was ready to retire and just needed maybe an excuse. Like, well, that guy drove all my business down, so I had to retire, not, hey, I was ready to retire. I do believe there's a lot of truth in that. He was trying to find another young eye doctor to buy his practice, and he was trying to work through that. had been for a number of years. What's funny is he was a client of mine. And a box client. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, you know, you know the old adage: you cannot be betrayed by an enemy. No. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. That's so, a good adage. It's like all that. good. I don't wish him any harm, and you know, I hope he's enjoying his retirement. And he did finally sell the place, and so we're better we're off. Good. He's better off. All's good. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out for you, though. I, I definitely have. To, it sounds like such a great place. I definitely want to come down and visit. Would love to have you. Y'all come on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take up on we'll that. Anyway. We'll go okay. on a cigar cruise, Christopher, out on the boat. Oh, I know. I missed. I missed it. I got off the Do road you... right about that time. The boat comes out. And you're telling me about <laughs> cooking steaks on a boat and having a few drinks and some wine and a bourbon or two. And It's a nice thing. It is a nice. Yeah. It looks, I saw some of the pictures. It looks great every time I see it. And I'm, you know what? I got a Greyhound bus pass that'll never expire. I can get down there. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll ride in the front. Do you, do you uh, actually take your houseboat out? Is it movable, or do you have another oh, yeah. boat that you? Oh yeah. No, you, okay. Well, we've got a small pontoon boat that we may tootle around on occasionally, but I like taking my big <laughs> boat out. It's 16 feet wide and 60 feet long. Yeah. Four bedrooms, yeah, yeah. two baths. Full living room kitchen. I mean, it's just a 
it's a big house on the it's water house, that you can drive. It's a house on the water. We used to live on our boat, and that was 43 feet long. I don't know, Chris, I don't know if you know that or not. So in Marina del Rey, and it was oh, uh, yeah, yeah. An, old, an old Viking, you know, so so I, I love I love living on a boat. It's so peaceful, relaxing, just the waves. I mean, yeah, fantastic. Yep. Now yep, I never love, on a boat. love it. That is yeah. my happy place. Well, I live on a boat. My wife won't. She gets <laughs> Oh, did she get seasick. Oh, I love boy. being on the water. I don't know how you can ever have a bad day when you got water. Mm-mm. You can't. You could have you no. could have the most stressful time. I mean, you get on that boat or you just walk down the beach and put your toes in the water and you got a cigar in one hand, a drink in the other. <laughs> Life is good. It can't be that stressful. Obviously, you're talking about either the Gulf or the East Coast because if you do that in the L.A., they start yelling at you. Well, that I understand, you know. <laughs> I just there yeah, once so while. true. So true. But uh, so Sweet Seven, the lounge. Yeah. How'd you mm-hmm. get the name? Where, where does Sweet Seven come from? Believe it or not, our very first address was 3061 North Market, Suite Number 8. And so when we opened the second business, we were trying to come up with a name for the lounge. When my wife and I were discussing it, working on budget and that sort of stuff on the build-out, we didn't have a name for it yet. We started, We kept talking about money applied to Suite 8 and money applied to Suite 7 and back and forth. And all of a sudden, we both kind of looked at each other and went, that's the name. There so instead of spelling it S-U-I-T-E, we spelled it S-W-E-E-T. But we kept it at Suite 7. Um, and, of course, you've got a – the only way in there is through a hidden door. So I know. I love – you know, the first time you took me in that lounge, I was just – there's – Paul, you go in the in – the, you were in the original spot. So you were still in the smaller spot. And mm-hmm. he tells me he adds this lounge in and everything. And he's, he's kind of a hook of how he gets you in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't involve chloroform this time or a rag. But that's not the point. Uh, and so you walk in and he goes, and there's, I think there was a big TV right there. And there were some couches and, and everything, a little bar just to the side. Because it really wasn't, it, it, it definitely a lounge. It was set up to have conversation if you wanted to have a cocktail. It wasn't about drinking. It was about cocktails. Cigars, cocktails, and conversation. That's my life right there. And he goes, what do you think? He goes, turn around. I turn around, and there's nothing but a bookcase. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. This is a guy thing all the way. And I, I go to Brian. I'm like, you know, so I, why didn't you get, like, you turn the little lamp or something, you know, so the door slides open. He's like, oh, that was another three grand for the automatic door. So you just put yeah. that handle. <laughs> I'm like, I was that's, and that's the truth. I was too cheap. Hey, I wouldn't have done it. But that's cool. So it's hidden. It was hidden behind a. a it's a, hidden a behind. It's, it's a almost like a, not an old uh, castle door, but it's a good sized door. Yeah. And yeah, yeah you yeah, pull yeah. it in, and, and man, and then you and you moved everything over to the new building too. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Replicated we, de- that. we deconstructed everything. We actually enlarged it in the new building by about another four feet, um, just because of the setup was was kind of reversed but uh yeah when you push through the door from the shop side it just looks like a large wooden nondescript door with no handle and it's kind of an inset and you push through it but when it shuts behind you it's just a bookshelf and you grab if you know which part you grab the bookshelf and pull and it is a door built within the bookshelf are there actual books on there yeah oh, yeah oh yeah okay. it's, it's, right. it's, so the, it's not just a book case like the whole wall 
and that door's pretty much in the center of it. But when, mm-hmm. yeah, so you've mm-hmm. got to know which one to pull. But yeah, it's great. Uh, kind of like the uh, steakhouse at Circus Circus. You got to know where the door is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, there, there was a bar in St. Charles, Illinois, that had something like that, and it actually, I believe, it had a phone, and you'd have to enter the code on the phone in order for like top, it to like Capos in Vegas. Yes, doesn't Capos yes. in Vegas have the same phone booth? I have ball? not been in it, but I believe so. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah, a couple so. places like that. Uh, I think there's one in New York, one in Atlanta. I've heard about that. Yeah, you get in the phone booth and. We did a... Uh, Very cool. I don't know why I tell these stories. Who cares? <laughs> we did a uh, murder mystery dinner. Now, talk about not being techie. We did a murder mystery dinner one time, years ago, when it was the end thing to do, because we were hot and young. Anyway, the, the whole part took uh, place in, um, in um, Prohibition time. So there was a speakeasy. So we have a formal living room, formal dining room. We have the pocket doors and then what we call the wop-wop door. I like that. You walk in and out of the kitchen, wop-wop-wop. And so we decided to build a phone booth because in the description, that's what you did. You walked in the phone booth, punched in a number. Well, actually, you would have, you know, punched in a number, dialed a number, and then and, and we opened it that way. That's what I decided to hire people to build things for me because it took me about three days to put a phone booth together. And it was just framed and I covered it in paper, but I was like, I'm making money and I don't need to be filthy rich. I just need to make enough money to pay people to do things for me because damn it, I can't do squat. Unbelievable. But we had a good time. It was a nice, it was a good party. It was a good party. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, the lounge is is beautiful. And you you do some great freaking cocktails there too. Thank you. you Makes them oh they Again, it's up. that's and that's when I decided that I needed to hire a guy to learn how to make great cocktails cuz I know how to pour a really nice scotch in a glass. Mm-hmm. So, and, we did the same thing. We found the right guy. And 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 I forgot to thank you for that for yes. for many a time pouring a what we did i would go do all my calls and then i would go back it was my place to hang out we just shoot this sh- we talk <laughs> uh, we would talk we talked about anything and everything it was always great great people down so, there too so well, the industry ex- lost a giant please when you retired <laughs> we're still so, reeling from it christopher reeling yeah let me know when they name a street after me down in Fayetteville. I'll be there. Okay. It'll, it'll be it'll be a dead end, but <laughs> I'll still get a street named after me. Uh, so, so, are you still a Scotch drinker, or, or have you? I don't say I don't want to say upped your game, but have have you? Are you open to any of these handcrafted, or or I would imagine? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll put. What's your favorite now? You know, I'm, I'm still by my nature a scotch. Um, scotch and bourbon snob for sure. But uh, old fashions, well-made dirty martinis. I like a martini ooh, so ooh, dirty that Lindsay ooh, Lohan would throw ooh. up. Um, mm. See, I'm an I'm I'm a old school martini guy. The old recipe. I'm a martini. And uh, the, I like the a dirty, gin martini the dirty, a lot. Uh, the dirty. I don't like the dirty. And our oh, old fashioned. I like the I'll nasty, but I don't like the dirty. Oh, I've had your old fashioned. 
That is wonderful. Uh, I'll tell you what, some of the, I, it was some of the best cocktails. And I traveled a lot. And there were some great places, but your stuff was always top-notch. It was always good. And then, like I said, no, the conversation. We, we have a lot of fun with it. You know, it's funny. It's uh, We don't have a huge menu, but what we do, we want to do well. I would rather do what we do really well than I would be able to – we're anything but a speed bar. Oh, yeah. No, that – well, and that's what I say. It's a lounge. There was a difference. When I had my place uh, back before I went on the road, we had a place. It was called the Conversation Lounge. And it, there was no television. Cell phones were just, well, I don't want to make it sound like it was that old. But uh, they were coming out. And so we actually, over the bar area, we ran, we had, we got an old building. We stripped it out. We kept all the old, because it was offices. We turned it into 4,000 square feet. It was offices. 4,068 square feet. I want to be a little bigger than your place. Uh, and we ran that wire over the bar. So when people would, you know, and you, you didn't have this, you know, it was just texting or whatever you had on those things. But people go, I can't get a reception. I'm like, then go outside and make a phone call. We're not about me. <laughs> we didn't have it. We didn't have a television in the place. We, we had a TV. It was one of the big screen TVs, uh, but it was the monster, you know, so it was what, like six foot tall and about three foot wide. And we built a stand and we would roll it out once in a while for like a sporting event or something, but people came in because it, we kept jazz playing, uh, maybe some rock and roll and stuff like that. It was always, we had uh, one-man bands come in, so to speak. Not the guy with the, you know, the the cymbals on his knees and the drum on his back, but, you know, somebody would strum on a guitar, play some songs and everything. People really did enjoy it, and I like that. That's what I like about the lounge. That's one of the things I see in the cigar business that's changed to a point. I think it's different where you're at, Paul. Well, you, your shop is small, but you're kind of an in-and-out place. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're yeah. In the, you're in the casino. Um, Correct. But yeah, so, so with so all the non- casino. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and with all the, now the non-smoking laws, where you can't go anywhere, but it seems like a lot of shops have turned into almost sports bars, which I kind of miss. There was certain shops I would go to on the road where, you know, you, you, you walked in, you could sit and, and meet great people. It didn't matter. You just, that's the way cigar guys are. I could be on the road. I could go into any shop. I would have customers who would be, hey, I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to <laughs> go in here. You know, walk into a shop. I would tell them certain shops. There's certain shops, I think, the way they're built, like the Taj Mahal's are beautiful places. You mm -hmm. want to go see mm -hmm. those places. And then there's right. the other ones, what we used to call the bodegas, the little hole in the walls with the duct tape on the couch. Yeah. You know, and, and those were some of the best places. And, and cigar guys, owners would, you know, What's your name? Oh, your name's Paul. Hey, let me introduce you to the guy. The next thing you know, you got two, three hours going by. Now you walk mm -hmm. in, people got their phone off. There's six different televisions. There, you know, two things of sports. Somebody's watching Jeopardy. I just kind of miss it. So when I find some of the older shops that do that, uh, maybe they'll have a television on once in a while. Maybe not. Uh, but when they start putting them in like that, it kind of, and I get it. You got to, you got to make You know what happens money. when you get really old, Christopher? What's that? Why, 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 what do I say? You know what? I, I know. I just forgot. That's how old I am. What happens? Yeah. <laughs> when you get really old and you're in the middle of a podcast with friends, you go, I got to step in the restroom. I'll be right back. 
Okay. <laughs> Please continue to talk about the show. Oh, we will. I'm going to find real. out what's going on with Paul. Right? Go real. ahead. Don't worry about it. You know me? I wore black slacks. I never get up during this whole thing. Well, it, it, uh, that's, why, that's why I wear brown slacks. Oh, my gosh. You. Well, you. Uh, I used to, it used to be that our podcast was over when my battery was running low or running out. So I guess we're halfway there. Uh, but now I guess it's when the first guest has to use the facilities. Yes, we're going to eventually be the one-minute podcast, the sixty-second podcast. What can the sixty-second podcast with, with mm-hmm. our with our bowel problems? Yeah. Yes, with, with our, our movements and yeah, with our we'll movements. be right back after these messages, and we never come back. <laughs> that would be funny to do that on a podcast. Do you, do you have do you do you have Hulu? I don't know why I'm giving them a plug. Uh, I did. I don't so much anymore. So, because Brian's gone and we don't have much, why do they find it necessary to give you a countdown timer when they show you commercials? I'm watching Hulu, I'm watching the show, and it's like commercial comes on and you've got a minute and 30 seconds. And I'm like, I don't give a rat's butt. Yeah, I you know you're you're just counting down my my time here on Earth in increments. To, <laughs> I'm like, just get over the commercial. <laughs> uh, what I what I just did though is I started paying for YouTube Premium, and it's the best investment I've ever made. If if you watch a lot of YouTube channels. Uh, something like fifteen, maybe fifteen dollars a month, fourteen ninety nine, something like that. And I'll tell you what, it is fantastic because no more commercials. It just seems like I I, I spent half the time watching commercials. So I've really oh, no. been enjoying YouTube. Fifteen premium. bucks a month. Yeah, that's it's Vegas high. money, baby. That's not that's not high <laughs> pollutant down here. Hey, look who's back. Hey, we're back after that commercial break, so nobody yeah, knew that. Like Chuck Woolery, two and two. Two and two. I hope. Sorry, I'm getting really okay. old, guys. What no, is, it's what okay. It it's okay. You can make, you can edit it out. Your production. Oh no, we eat. don't. No, 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 no. Paul knows about that. We pay extra. Everything that's in the show stays in the show. I'm really dying to light a cigar up right now, though, too. Uh, I would say I'm sorry, but don't be sorry. I'm a prick. Don't I'm really bad. enjoying. I'm. You know what? I don't want to argue with you, sir. <laughs> I will agree with well, you 100. percent Yes, I appreciate that. Have I'm going to give you 110 percent on that one. I All you right, go the extra up. mile at being a prick. Are you at your shop right now? Say again. Are you Are you at your store? Are you at your at your store I right am now, back, your... I am back in the office, which is why you see such a beautiful background um, behind me. My calendar, for, oh, sorry, calendar for events uh-huh, back uh-huh. there behind me. And uh, and you and you know how it is. The the office is the least sexy place ever. You just oh, kind of cramp back until there until you work. step in the room, sir. Obviously. I thought actually, well, actually, <laughs> actually, I, I I have to say that that office sexied up when your 
wonderful wife stopped in before we started recording yes, to say hello. Before we went on the air. It's always great. The, His wife's uh, wonderful. Sharon is uh, just a I, I outkicked my coverage gosh. a very long way. You know what? She is She is just, she, seriously, she brightens the room up. She has got one mm-hmm. of the best smiles I've seen. She comes in. She's so genuine and truly genuine. I don't think I'd ever want to piss this woman off. I'll tell you that. I, I, I know it would not turn out good, but she's just so nice. And she came, you know, dropped in to say hi. And then, you know, then she's got to get him his coffee. You know, why is he getting his coffee? My wife can show up to the studio and get my coffee. I have to hire somebody <laughs> to do it for me. That's okay. My, I, I am the husband of the 1950s. Oh, I'm telling you. She <laughs> I'm me. telling you, I'm spoiled rotten. Show up at home, cocktail in one hand, cigar in the other. Here you go, honey. Dinner will be ready in a little while. I am that asshole. You again, are a real, feel free to feel free to support me. You are a real uh, a Don Reed, yeah. a Donald a Donald Reed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm that guy. Yeah. There'll be. I don't think we have anybody under forty watching this anyway. Maybe somebody. There's going to be somebody that I know that's like twenty five. Going, I got to Google that. Who's this Reed? <laughs> Was he? Well, was he? The, was, was that the guy who was the actor on the Brady Bunch? Was that his last name Reed? And you're like, no. In that case, Google Donna Reed, and then yeah, I'll explain. There, it all. I know. Yeah, I know. We we're talking about so, that before. I forgot that that yeah. Any young listener would be like, I don't get the reference. Why are they giggling? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. So so just Google Donna Reed, but replace it with Don Reed, and and I think the pun works. It does. That is, if you know. Or, if you, or if, if you want to go modern, tell him I'm one of the guys on Mad Men. That, perfect. Right? Perfect. Scotch in the office, a cigar. My life is pretty much managed. I don't have to. I'm spoiled. And why she's like, I had to make everybody I know promise, don't tell her. Because if she ever figures out how low she married, I'm in trouble. I'm just. I'm just taking this thing as far as I can because I outkicked my coverage with that one. You're definitely genuine. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I like the saying. You, you're definitely uh, boxing uh, above your your weight class. Is that uh, yes? That's maybe one of. The... <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> definitely out of my league. Yes. Oh, yes, buddy, yes. are you out of your league? Oh yeah. I mean that in a loving kind of way. Well, what oh. a great compliment to your wife. That's wonderful, and she's put yes. up with you this this long. She really is. She has. She has. She has put at least, knock on wood, up three today. We're still good. <laughs> Wonderful. You know, every day is a new day, but so far so good. Good for you. Good Keeps for you, that excitement Tom. going, doesn't it? It's going good. Yes, yes, it is. So she gives you that look, then you're like, oh, oh. But so what did stores, I do? Yeah, stores going good. So it far, is. we had. You know, oh, sorry. And oh, Paul, no, I'm I'd gonna, love to I'm know. To how, yeah, well, you know what? What the hell? Let's compare notes. How's your store yeah. doing? Because you moved. You moved across the parking lot. Hold on. I got to get this right. This thing's backwards. I did this last time. I'm dyslexic as it is anyway, so I'm pointing the wrong person. You moved across the parking lot. You moved across the lobby floor. Where did you move to? Okay. Yeah. You, you are going the wrong way. Yeah, uh, I know. The, I'm just, it's, it's whatever. Like, it's mirrored. I'll just be yeah, it's like, mirrored. Hello, but, folks. Yeah. Talk to me. Go ahead. I got to get a new yeah. tailor. This is bugging. Sorry. 
I used to have a tailor that would take this little hump out of the back when you lean forward. Because yeah. nothing fits my size. I'm six foot four, so you know tables are down here, and I can't, uh, I can't do this. Yeah. So I do this, and then you get that little Quasimodo lump. This is where, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. There, and I there, had there. a tailor, and I miss her. She doesn't tailor anymore. She doesn't do anything anymore. Let it go with that. Mm -hmm. So you moved to a different spot. You in Vegas. I, you. Yes, you're looking the opposite way, so I, I just... Hey, you know, it's, it's the lazy eye. It's the lazy <laughs> eye. Got it. Sorry when, about when, that. It just wanders when, sometimes. When, when we were in Taekwondo growing up, let's go back to Taekwondo back in the 80s. And one of our instructors had a very lazy eye. And so he would, you know, look at... He, he would want you to do something, do, do a form or get into a pose and we never knew who the hell he was he looking was at <laughs> and so you, so i would end up you know you i would end up looking like an idiot because you're there you're at attention and he's like you know five punches or whatever and he's looking over your shoulder and everybody's kind of like me who? and and then me him me who and so that that was always that was always a point and he he would get frustrated. We're like, it's your fault. You realize, you know, you should know that you have this lazy eye, and that you can't just look in somebody's general direction because this eye is going everywhere, and we don't know who you're talking to. Like, uh, just either address us by name or you in the front row. You know, the the green belt. You know, if you don't know our names, that's fine. But but yeah, so so that was always that 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 just popped into into my mind. But yeah, we basically moved from the original front desk opinions. Right which used to be the, the, the hotel front desk, to uh, they built a little store for us in the back. So we're, we're maybe 30, 40 feet from where we were. And it is just a location, just a shop. But then uh, the lounge has reopened uh, inside Binion's Casino. So, oh, it has. So, so it has reopened, which is inside B uh, Benny's Smoking Barbecue. So there is a lounge. Well, eventually I'll get out there. I'm, you know, yes. I'm just, I really got to find that Greyhound bus pass. I'll get out there. We were going to come out this weekend. I forgot to tell you, we're not coming out this weekend. I was getting ready for you to come well, out. Well, you know, so. I, we were talking about it. We always, I, you know what? People are going, what, did, what, did, what, did, what, what does he do before he records? I talk about the whole damn show before we record. So we told you we're going to come out, right? So yes. Southwood, St. Louis is a great town. It's a hub to get out of it. On an airport, there's no hub here. So it sucks. It, it costs money, a lot more money. My son lives in Denver. He flew down to Florida. Uh, we we're at a condo down there in Seacrest area. And he came down for his birthday. We wanted to spend time together. And, and I forget what it cost us to fly. 70 bucks round trip for him. He finds these deals. And you're like, are you kidding me? You know, and it cost me 800 bucks out of here. So I, Southwest sends us, they send a sale. 50 bucks, it's our 50th anniversary. Please, come on, fly with us. So I'm like, ah, I'll see what's going on. Go see Paul, go somewhere else. So, you know, $49. When I used to be on the road, here's where you go for $49 from St. Louis. You go to Wichita. Thank God I knew people there. It made it worth the trip. Or to Cincinnati, and I don't like anybody in Cincinnati. Nobody. So Vegas pops up at like 60 bucks or something, 68 bucks. I don't know what it was. So I... Told the wife, we get a couple days off, we'll go see Paul, we'll do this stuff. I go to book the tickets after the show. The sale starts in May. 
So it was going to be $1,200 to come out and see you. And she's not like, not I don't it. think so. I couldn't believe it, 1200 bucks. We were just going to come out for a couple days. I mean, for a couple hundred bucks, I would have flew out there. We would have stayed at the Four Queens, came mm -hmm. by and seen you, had dinner, shot, yep. you know, did a show, the whole bit. But we'll get out there. Then maybe we'll, you know, we'll... Man, that's got to be a hell of a drive, though, from Vegas to Fayetteville, isn't it? Yes. That'd be yeah, it can a, be done. That'd be a, it can be uh, done. But, but I can fly round trip to Vegas for probably 150 bucks. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Which nice. our airport was built basically as a hub for Walmart. Yeah, because they're in we, Benton? We're Benton? Yeah, Benton. Benton. Which is really, Benton. it's all this. I mean, if it's smaller municipalities. But if you look at Northwest Arkansas, from Fayetteville to Missouri, if you don't know, you don't know you ever left a town. It's like driving through L.A. You may go wow. through jurisdictions, but you never feel like you left anywhere. And it's oh, like no, when that. I used to, so, yeah, when I used to come down, because I would, I would stop in Springfield just mm -hmm. for him. And then I would do my, my trip down. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just the only way you knew you were in, you saw that population sign. You're in Bentonville, yep. you're in this, you're in that. But they've all, like, grown together, I take mm -hmm. it. Yep. They've, oh, yeah, they're, they're big. So you've, got ben, you've got Bella Vista, Bentonville, Rogers, Lowell, Springdale, uh, Fayetteville, Greenland, West Fork, and that's wow. 40 miles. Wow, and amazing. Wow. So, all connected. When I, when I quit calling on Chicago and I took over the Midwest and the heartlands and stuff, I was tell people, they're like, what's it like? What do you mean, what's it like? They're like, well, you know, you're not in Chicago anymore. I'm like, it's nothing but horseshit and horseshoes. There's nothing out there. I'm like, what are you, bunch of idiots? <laughs> now, the only problem was every town was three hours away, three, yes. four hours away. Well, I mean, okay, Kansas City to Omaha was maybe an hour and a half. But everything, and I was talking to a guy in Wichita one time, he says it's a day's ride. I'm like, I get there in four hours. You got to go back to the old cowboy days. That's how those towns started. So Omaha yeah. down to Kansas City, Kansas City to which that was a day's ride down. Ride. And they were ride metropolises. Or, yeah. You know, people were like, well, is there anything to do? I'm like, nope, nothing to do. Nope. We just tip cows. I don't, you know. You ever <laughs> tip a cow? No, I never tipped a cow. I never got that great a service from her. <laughs> but yeah, we would, you know, it was, and it was great. All the towns were great. Fayetteville was a great town. Mm -hmm. Bentonville was unbelievable with, you know, what, I mean, with the Walmart money and everything that you would go down there and you would see that amphitheater and everything else. And, and now Fayetteville has, that's where the, the museum is, correct? No, the museum's in Bentonville. Is it in Bentonville? Yeah. Yeah. Museum's in Bentonville, Crystal Bridges, uh, which is that's now the, the, name tenth, the 10th busiest museum in the world. That's and it's amazing. in Northwest Arkansas. I know. Yeah. It that's is, amazing. I think, somewhere to the tune. Well, it's somewhere north of $3 billion worth of art. Wow. Walmart money, baby. Wow. Walmart, Walmart money, baby. Yeah. Walmart money, baby. And don't forget, not just Walmart, but if you're a vendor for Walmart, you're pretty much required to have a home office in Bentonville Rogers area. That was so, Sam Walton's deal, wasn't that? Yeah. 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 It's, I, I, I remember. Disney, Nike, Coke, Procter & Gamble, Con uh, ConAgra. I mean, any vendor that is in Walmart, 
You have to have it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember going through and I would see all these strip centers and there was no signs on them. No, like, Mm B&B haircuts and the cheese shop and resale shop. It was just, and that's what I found out, that when you did business with Walmart, he made you put, somebody had to live and support that community that he was doing Mm -hmm. business with, which I thought was pretty Well, it's not only that, but they're such a big fish. Um, You know, three and a half million employees, the, they're, their annual revenue is larger than 97% of the countries on the planet, that one company. And wow. so if you're a vendor for them, you have to have a team dedicated to making sure that your products and supplies are getting shipped all over the world to distribution centers and everything else. And, I mean, you're you're on the phone with the buyers from Walmart and their DCs and all the logistics and all the rest of it. So... It's kind of a thing, for sure. Um, Man. And, and it does, I mean, it really, when you're that big, it does make some sense that oh, sure they want does. you to have a footprint where you're, they're not dealing with Disney in LA or in Florida. They're, they've got an office there that handles all Disney products. Um, you know, any of the Pixar, any of the, anything like that has to have a division there just to run their Walmart business. So it's not only blown it up, but there was no real airport. Closest airport was either Tulsa two hours away or Little Rock three hours away. So they built the Northwest Regional Airport, XNA. And uh, it's getting pretty easy to get around out of here now. Vegas, Miami, both have direct flights. LA's got an, about a once a week direct flight. You're in and out of Chicago, Dallas, Houston, and Atlanta all day long, every day. And it's still a fairly small airport, but you can get flights in and out real easy and fairly wow. affordable. Wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. I'm telling you, you can't fly my, my, brother, <laughs> my brother worked for uh, Otto and Sons, who was, the, you know, the, the meat manufacturer really for McDonald's. And mm-hmm. you know, McDonald's is kind of that same way where, you know, you, you have to have, you know, where are they like in Oak Brook, Illinois, but you know, Otto and Sons is in West Chicago. And I, you know, I think they had to build a plant there because it was close enough to the McDonald's headquarters. Um, and uh, yeah, but but it started out as a butcher shop right across the street from the original McDonald's and, you know, built on a handshake. And I believe the deal is still to this day, just based on a handshake, but McDonald's, you know, if you're going to if you're going to be a vendor for McDonald's, you have to be there and, and service their account, you know, because it's it's worldwide. So it makes perfect sense. The Big Macs. Who never That's thought it. they would have got that big? Any of them. It's crazy. I mean, yeah, I started, yeah. what, 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 didn't he start in Bentonville as basically a yep. five and dime? Yep. And yep. Sam leader. started in a, just opened a little five and dime uh, called Walton's. And you know, over the years, built it into the to the oh, beast that it is. It is a beast. Same with Ray Kroc. Well, it was really what the McDonald brothers out in California, right? Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. the ones. And then I saw the Ray Kroc story with Michael Keaton. That Ray Kroc, <laughs> I tell you, what a businessman. But yeah, who would have, you know who would have thought? I remember when, it was, when they would take the kid, put him on the ladder to go change the number. So, oh yeah, you know, burger That's right. I it's remember like seventeen. That. Now it's like billions every damn time. I think it's, 
I think it's billions. Billions and it's billions, billions served. Billions. It's billions. We were in, we took a trip after my son graduated from grade school. Went over to Italy. My wife wanted to go. And so I wanted to go. Because she said I wanted to. We had a great time. But we were in I don't know what plaza. And there was a McDonald's. I'm like, I'm tired of Neapolitan pizza. I don't want any more spaghetti. I don't want any bolognese. I don't, you know. And so we went in there. And I'm like, holy cow. And the place was packed. I'm going all the places on the plaza to eat, and I'm sitting in McDonald's. But it tasted like home. It didn't taste good, but it tasted like home. We, you know what? We did the exact same thing in Paris. And it was because we'd, we'd eaten at all the very... You know, anywhere from from street par- Parisian food to to the well-known places to fancy places, and then we saw the golden arches. And you're right; it speaks to you. It's like this is home. Let's go eat at McDonald's, yeah. even though we took a yeah. long. I don't know. We were gone a week or whatever. It was a wonderful trip. Mm-hmm. It was just beautiful. I love I love Europe, and uh, we we just saw it and was like, let's just go. <laughs> and I forget what, you know, and, and, and it was still, it, it was a good meal. But, yeah, you're just like, of all the places. One of the things that, well, we talked about it before when I was on the road. I used to, I would never eat corporate. If I did not have to, I would not eat corporate. And there were right. so many damn places, good places to eat. And just wonderful stuff. But every now and then, you're like, I, I don't, I'll just go to Outback. Well, because you know it's going to be good. It's going to be consistent. That, you know what? You know what you're going to get, and it's fine. You're tired. You don't feel like driving even 15 minutes from the hotel because there's always an outback by the hotel. Well, and Unless you always had the sexiest rooms at hotels. Oh, I, you know. They're amazing. <laughs> Drop my name, baby. You'll get the view. So the, I think it was the last time. No, it wasn't. Maybe it was. Doesn't matter. Let's just say the last time. People can't Google this, so they don't know the facts. You know my running joke with the rooms, and those were honest to God. I did not ask for those rooms. That is what I got. I don't know if you ever saw them on Instagram, Paul, Facebook, whatever. Every time I would get a room, it was either that my view was of the dumpster (laughs) or the air conditioning units. So I think it was one of the last times I was in Vegas for the trade show, and we stay, they moved it back to the Hilton. And so we're in the Hilton Towers, whatever the, it is. And I get to my room, and it's hot because there's this, like, little – you get off the elevator, and there's a little triangle of rooms. And i got to figure out how to get – I don't know which hallway to go, but I finally get to my room. And the room is humongous. It's a big room. And there's this like eight foot couch and I see all these windows as I'm walking over the windows. I'm hearing I pull up that shade. Every freaking air conditioning unit is right there. Seven feet below me. I'm like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) But I I would have people. Yeah, they would they would they would send me a picture. They're like, yeah, I dropped your name. I'm like, nice view. Never my outlook, but it was a nice view. One time I was in Kansas City, they actually gave me the pool view. I was down at that front desk. I'm like, who did I piss off last time? What is this, a pool view? <laughs> I did. I got, I, I got those by that. And always the dumpster, too. I, you know, we're going to upgrade you. 
Is that would you, you gave me a clean window? Yeah, you, you, they gave me a clean window so I could really take in the beauty of it. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, uh, so sorry to interrupt and bring this back around, but did we ever find out about about uh, moving your store? Uh, well, or, or did we want to address that, Christopher? Well, sure, why yeah. not? Or you moved, yeah, I, mean, I was sixty feet. Oh, how you okay. really didn't move that far? No, we're we probably moved. It's it's a we moved buildings into a standalone building, but it honestly probably isn't seventy yards across the same yeah. parking lot. Um, but the address because we were in Suite Eight of thirty sixty one North Market, we were really kind of in a parking lot like Chris's hotel room. We're on the backside of a building, and so to Google map us and to find us was just about impossible. Oh, I, I used to, have to take the, the, the cordless phone and ask them what they're driving and walk around the building and flag them in to get them back there. <laughs> so when we when we moved, it, the address of this building is on the street that runs to the side of it, Rolling Hills Drive. So uh, people can, if they get close, they'll see the signs and they'll be fine. They'll drive right to me. Uh, I, I, I love that. It looks, I mean, it. you know, all things happen for a reason. Yep. I know that's kind of a cliche thing to say, but in this case, I think it really applies because you really wound up with a much better deal, oh. a much better situation, because especially in a smoke shop, you want to be in a standalone. So you don't have anyone complaining or anything. So, so well done. And so how long have you been in that location now? We've been in this location now since August 23rd. We opened on the 24th, August 24th of 2015. So okay. right yeah. after the trade show in, we made the move uh, the following month after the trade mm -hmm. show in uh, New Orleans. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, did not make that show. It was like, I'm you not going to New Orleans. did not miss much. That's what I heard. <laughs> They had just outlawed smoking everywhere. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You pretty much drowned trying to smoke outside. That humidity was so thick and everything. Oh. You couldn't get halfway through a cigar before. Oh, it was miserable. It was, miserable. We went out to one of the local areas. And it, old building, 20 foot. It was an old warehouse. They had tore it open and everything. And we're listening to a band play, a local band. It was wonderful. And I'm like... Man, I would just love to sit in here, have a drink, and have a cigar. And the girls go, well, "You can't smoke. You can step outside." I'm like, "I'm not gonna. I don't want to smoke." She goes, "Oh, we miss it. It kills our business." And you, there's no way. It was literally 20 feet. There's no way smoke was gonna get on anybody. But yeah, even New Orleans did that. I'm oh like, yeah. Come on. No right. man. Being that's, in a, that's being in a, well, outside of uh, Vegas and some areas, being in a freestanding building just seems to be the way you have to go anymore. Does. I mean, Agreed. like I say, it's just people complain. It's it, it's it, we've all seen it. You've been in shops where somebody will come in to get a gift or whatever. They're like, oh, and it, there's no even smoking in that part of the store. Right. But they just assume right away they see that or they see a cigar. All those things. Stink. We've well, we've got a yeah, motorcycle it, rally here in town. Four hundred thousand bikers come to town every September. It's the third largest annual motorcycle rally in the world. You have Daytona Beach, you have Sturgis, and then you have Bikes, Blues, and Barbecue in September here in Fayetteville. And I have been down there. I turn into a carny once a year and go down there and sell my cigars in the middle of that fiasco. And uh, we have a great time. But the exhaust fumes from 400,000 motorcycles. Oh, 
Yeah, that's got to be. Yeah. And I'll be standing on in front of my table, smoking a cigar and selling cigars, and I will have people walk by and go, "Oh my God!" I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me! I don't know how you can breathe (laughs) that." I mean, we all leave from four days down there with sinus infections from the exhaust, and yet people will walk by and be like, "Oh my God, a cigar!" They and sometimes it's not even lit, and and I think Chris, you kind of touched on this, where they're like, "Oh," and you're like. It's, I haven't even lit it yet. I know. Or I remember uh, for a while, you know, I was also in like the vaping business. It's still, you know, a little bit. But when vapes first kind of came out, you know, you you, were, you 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 would go and just puff on a vape, and I would do it because I was selling them, so more more for publicity than anything. And people would be like, oh, 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 and you're like, oh, that's just water vapor. It doesn't smell like anything. They'd be like, oh, oh okay, like. <laughs> Yeah, it's just yeah. it's purely just psychosomatic. The, yeah, purely, purely. But that is really funny that that one cigar has got them going crazy when they're in the middle of a bike rally. With yeah, half a million, bikes half a million bikers. Yeah. yeah, and they're like, "Oh yeah. God, that's uh, a cigar." A cigar. I don't know. It just makes me like, "How did you survive, Paul? How did you survive through this last crazy year?" Almost did it. I mean, it's still, it's still, you know, ugh. Uh, you know, we were closed for three, four months, uh, and and uh, yeah, I mean, it just uh, it was brutal. And then it's still been mm. up until last month. It's I mean, it's still touch and go because it was barely breaking even. Just because didn't you know our casino was at twenty five percent capacity for the longest time. Oh, my and Lord. so even on the weekends, it, it's a ghost town. You know, so now March that it's it's finally turned around. So good. But Good. I'm glad to hear that, man. I've been thinking about you. Yeah. I know that. Thank you, buddy. That certain certain markets got hit so much harder. I've got a lot of friends down in the Dallas mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. and just depending even on what part of Dallas they were in, some of those shops got weren't even allowed curbside. Um, they were. Wow. I mean, they were absolutely fully closed. Couldn't even wow. do curbside. So I know they've they've taken a beating as well. So just glad that you're still here and you're in it. Loved your shop when I was out there. I look forward to getting back out and and uh, coming to see in the new spot. Oh, see in the new it. spot, he, he scored a nine-year lease again. <laughs> and I would like to uh, send you some cigars, and maybe we can talk about getting our product in your store if it's something that would love fits it with your with your, would with love your it. plan. Yeah, thank you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate. It. I don't mean to put you on the spot here, so so. We no, can talk you're not about putting me on off. the spot. It's okay. what we do. Thank you. Listen, okay, you, you and I do the same yeah. thing for a living. We sell cigars. That's it. That's used it. to say the same to Christopher all the time. In the same business. He sold them yeah. to me. I sold them to somebody else. Yeah. Same business. Yeah. Well, well I, consider, I, I consider myself more a purveyor of pleasure than a salesman. <laughs> well, that is that is true. I mean, you were eye candy anytime you were here, obviously. You know, and, I accepted it a long time ago. I'm good with it. I've, I've it also, speaking of, which, uh, speaking of which, I've also uh, really am considering... Uh, becoming a sugar baby for for women, you know, looking for a sugar mama. So I, I actually put that in my bio on Clubhouse, and oh, then, nice. uh, that was that was good for a few laughs. How's that oh, working out? Well, it's 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 uh, you know I might have to travel. I, I hear China is an open market with uh, billionaires there, and uh, so I might have to travel there and find a, a sugar mama there. And uh, they said, "Come on, there's uh, a well, few well, of them around here." Okay, I'm sure right, mine. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. she already has a sugar baby and that's you so yeah perfect 
Wonderful. I love it. <laughs> so getting this back on track. Oh, who gives a crap? Who gives We're just a having crap? fun. This is all we do. That's all I did. All the years I, I walked around with a drink in one hand, a cigar in the other, and met great people and had the most inane conversations about anything and everything in the world, and I loved it. And I still love it today. That's why we're doing this. Well, but I, I do want to can... go ahead. I'm sorry. Please. No, I was saying, I feel like a lot of times we solve the world's problems. We do. If everybody just thought like yeah. us. And even if we disagree, I mean, I'm, I'm sure like the three of us, we're probably all on the same page on a lot of things. But. Even if we were to disagree, it would just be a conversation. And I think that's what cigars does. You can have polar opposites, you know, and I guess as long as they don't get too much into at shops, at lounges, and I don't know if you have rules like this, but, you know, it, you have, of course you have to be nice to each other, but, you know, if, and if you're gonna discuss politics, you can't let it get out of hand and dominate the room, or, you know, sometimes you do have an energy vampire that just sucks the life out of lounges. You know, as long as you can control that, I think, I think it's fine or, you know, no politics, no religion, because that is seems to be very uh, divisive. But I feel like even if we're on, on the opposite ends, if we're cigar smokers, either we don't talk about it or we talk about it. Here's here's me. Here's you. OK, great. Well, Move on to the next topic. That was the thing. You you had conversations. You'd have a guy and you'd say, I don't know what, just something that you, you, you were conservative. He was liberal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You were whatever. And you would say, oh, I don't like this guy. And, you know, you would like, why not? It wasn't, oh, you're wrong for that. It was like, well, right. you know what? I just got a Toro. I got an hour to kill. Let's talk about it. You're not going yeah. to you're not gonna yeah. change my mind necessarily. Right. And I'm not going to change your mind. But, you know, that and also you touched on this earlier. So to bring it back around, you would have that retired judge. You would have that bookie. Judge. You would have... The, mm -hmm. the, the, the cop that's on the beat, but he's on his break. You would have the mobster maybe or, you know, the, 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 the shady guy. But everyone just seems to get along. And it's, it's you know, from well, janitors it's, to CEOs. It's, uh, it's, it's cigars are the biggest common denominator. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, you meet a it's guy. It's funny. You, you ask him, what do you like? to You, you, you smoke the Vado Twister. Mm -hmm. I like that cigar. You smoke Nevada. What else do you like? What else do you like to right. smoke? What else do if you right. smoke cigars? Do you drink? I drink bourbon. Oh, do you like bourbon? You know, yeah. what else do you like to do? I fly fish. And you would see these guys start friendships. I mean, mm -hmm. I met mm -hmm. guys. I met them over a cigar, and we're still friends today. Uh, yeah. And then I, I seen guys who met in cigar shops, and they were motorcycle guys. So they were going to go down to, to Fayetteville for the rally, or they were fly fishermen. And, mm -hmm. you know, and they didn't know each other. Besides that, that common that common place, that cigar shop was their hub, which I just I think is great. I think we have too much time consumers. I just want to show that off because I'm still making payments on it. There's my handsome son again. I just like to show this <laughs> new phone poll. I'm in clubhouse tomorrow. But no, I think we do have too much time wasted, and so to have those conversations. And I do want to bring up one thing we talked about this earlier. Uh, um, Brian and I did. One of the things I really liked about your shop, and I want to make sure we talk about this before his battery goes out and we just end the show. That's it's getting low. It's, get, it's, it's getting That's low. That's right. Yeah, I figured yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a mentoring program that you do down there because you've got the university down there. You've got mm -hmm. a lot of young men coming in. And Hop, just explain a little bit about what you do because I thought it was one of the coolest things. My son is, is now 25. Jonathan is now 25. Uh, he went through a mentoring program, me, 
I raised him to be a gentleman, uh, raised him how to look people in the eye and everything. And I think there's a lot of youngsters that necessarily don't have that. And, and so how did you even come up with the idea to do this? And explain what you do, because you bring in, I believe, fraternities. Yeah, well, a lot of times it, ha- it, it has been fraternity groups, but it's one of the there's a there's a couple of things that 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 kind of spurred it on. Um, we put together, a, if you will, what we touted to be a class called Cigar 101. How to properly choose, cut, light a cigar. What's the basic makeup of a cigar? You know, the filler, binder, wrapper. The fact that there's three to seven kinds of tobacco in most cigars, three main grown regions. We had a diagram and a few pictures from some of the factory tours just to show them this is tobacco plant, curing houses, curing barns, and rolling houses, all that. So we put this together for these these fraternities, and they would bring their young guys in. And when they would come in, we would close off one of our lounges to just these guys, and we'd get all of them a, a Coke, Diet Coke, Dr. Pepper, coffee, water, whatever, something. And we'd always have some munchies in there for them. And we'd start through what was touted to be about an hour and 15 minute deal to teach them how to choose, cut, and light a cigar. But what we took it into was basically all these kids were going to go into life and most of them, nobody had bothered to walk them through the, the rest of how to become a man. What's life going to look like? So we would morph the conversation by getting them involved over a cigar into what's your major? What do you want to do with that? What's that look like? How are you going to network that? How are you going to set yourself up? And we would talk about mentors and they needed to find good mentors, uh, not only while they're in college, but afterwards in the fraternities, their purpose was to try to help young men grow into men from kids. Uh, The challenge for them is you're talking about from seniors to freshmen, a four-year gap. So you got babies leading babies to a big degree, and we just started trying to figure out ways to give back to the community by spending time with these groups of young men that already were connected in together. We gave them a neat little event to go do, and it allowed them the opportunity to begin to look at a, at a cigar as something other than just rolled up tobacco. It's not a nicotine-driven event, when they understood that it really was the great equalizer, um, Randy, one of my closest friends that's on my board, literally started smoking cigars when he was having to save about a $35 million a year contract uh, in the food industry after somebody else had blown it. And he ended up driving because the guy that he was trying to deal with smoked cigars. Randy took him and they went smoke cigar, tried to work it out. And within two years, Randy had built that 35 million into about a hundred million and was vendor of the year for a very, very, very large national chain restaurant. Um, And we just tried to walk them into that. Now we've got cave night that we do every Thursday, which basically same kind of thing. It was to allow people that, that grown men is how it started. Now it's men and women both, but grown men that have done life helping some of these young kids that may not have a decent man in their life to help them make that transition into the real world. Uh, You know, Christopher, you're right. You taught your son a great work ethic to look somebody in the eye, to shake their hand, 
you know, how to be a man. But so many of these young guys nowadays don't have it. So we just, if you will, we just use cigars and the opportunity. And what's really funny is we had no intentions of doing it, but I've never put on one of those classes that two to three of the eight to ten guys didn't become regulars in the shop because they could come in here, do their homework. We got free Wi-Fi and coffee. They come in here and do their homework and hang out with a bunch of grown men in business and begin to make connections. I can't tell you how many of them we've gotten jobs in the professional world. And so it's uh, it's it's been a fun thing. It sounds like great networking, which I think is great. Like I say, it's it's one of those that it has to be passed along. Uh, my son was damn lucky to have me, let me tell you. He may not know that. Yeah. He does. Yeah. He does. But no, he, I remember one time my doctor was in. And my son was seven, eight years. No, nah, he's probably maybe anywhere eight to ten, somewhere in there. I want to say about seven, eight years old. And he goes, you haven't introduced me yet. And I said, well, let me introduce you. I said, Dr. Pardo, this is my son, Jonathan. He extends his hand, looks at me in the eye, and he goes, it's very nice to meet you, and shakes his hand. And after he walked away, Pardo's uh, tax was his name. He looks at me, he goes, that's a hell of a handshake. I said, that's what a man does. Got to have a good <laughs> handshake. Look yeah. in the eye. Yeah, I, I taught him to, to uh, pass that along. But, you know, that's one of the things I liked about cigar shops, too, because when you would travel, and I think that's why the mentoring program, I, I think, is important to have, but it's also... You could have a guy in there that's 22 having a conversation with a guy who's 55. And it was a conversation. Some was learning. Some was just, just talking. may have been sports, whatever. But there, again, that, that common denominator was there, that vehicle of a cigar. But it was just the conversations and the things. And I think that's great that, you, you know, these guys will – and it's going to grow and it's going to go forward because those guys are going to take those experiences that they've got from you guys at, at Open Door and they're going to pass that along no matter where they go. They may move to Chicago. They may move to Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Washington, whatever. They're going to still remember those and they're going to pass that along. And it's just going to keep everything getting better and better because, boy, there's uh, days I wake so. up when they make new problems. Ugh. I want to go back to bed. Let me tell you. Mm. But but uh, well, and yeah. Like, I mean, I tell you, one of the greatest things about it was watch. Not only, not only were they learning from those of us that are well past their station in life, but we were learning an awful lot about them that we didn't give them credit for. There you go. That there's some sharp damn millennials and Gen Xers. I mean, Gen Zs that are out there that until we really started engaging with them, I don't think most of us would have would have admitted that there were as many really sharp young men and women out there that, uh, you know, old people, we like to bitch about the younger generation, but when you get to know them, you're learning from them as much as they're learning from you. True. That's, and what a great program. Do you have, is it just called Cigars 101 or have you, do you have a name? When, yeah, when we put it on, when the, when the feds changed the rule from 18 to 21, uh, we have a harder time booking them now because they're farther through school. Um, sure. And that was the business wise. We were fine when they moved from 18 to 21. We've, we've been blessed, but uh, it was, it was harmful in the fact that we're not an eight, we're not able to engage with them now for another three years. Sure. And uh, that's just making that, that much tougher because now they're usually seniors 
before we get the opportunity to begin to do life with them. Where before, I can't tell you how many guys we walked through college, through law school, and into their profession um, through master's programs, through doctorate programs, that we had them literally almost from their, I've got an employee now that works for me, um, that I literally got within 30 days of him coming to the University of Arkansas. He graduates next month. Um, it's He's crammed four years into six, but just the same. But he has walked <laughs> this, in, this is, I did too, so I'm not throwing stuff. But he has walked this whole journey with us. And like on his, he lives in Dallas. His 21st birthday, in the middle of the summer, he made his entire family drive up here so he could do his 21st birthday here. Nice. Wow. What you know? That's, that's he's wonderful. just a good kid, wonderful. you know? Yeah. Oh, there's well, a lot of good out doing there. For the, for, the, for, the, yeah, for the community and, and for the industry. I, I think, you know, of course, the industry needs more people, people like you. So that's wonderful. Kudos. Thank you. Oh, yes, yeah, my battery's about gone. Okay, well, you know what? We're going to end the show here in a minute. That's how we time everything around here. I'm not buying him a battery. I'm just going to use this as a timer. But, uh, I Brian, I, I would be remiss. It is, but it, What's that, young man? You're breaking up on me, too, because your battery's going out. What did you say? I, I think so. I, I could just plug it in, and it would solve all these problems, but I do like the, the timer. I like but, the but timer. Also, it keeps it nice and fresh. <laughs> it's cool. Also, if, 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 if you want, I can go get the, the charger or... Or if I'm if I'm gone, you guys can continue by all means. I don't want to. I mean, this is a, such a great conversation that I didn't want to end it. But well, it's up to you guys. Go get your go get your plug. We'll chat for a few more minutes because there is a couple things I want to bring okay. up with with uh, with uh, with uh, Brian. Okay, yeah, so I'll be back. I remember who I booked this week, uh, Brian. Yeah, so yeah. so yeah, let him get his charger. But um, heck, I lost it. No. Uh, wow, now they're on me. Just one shot. It's great. It's just me. I'm going to talk about me, Sexy. Brian. You can listen to me talk about me. It's a wonderful like it. thing. Uh, no, but I think that's great what you do with that. I, I really do. I, I, I would like to see more of that uh, in other places. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm sure there's other guys doing it. But I just always thought that was just so cool that you do that because it is tough. Because I remember, you know, look, I had a family life and everything else. It was good. And I was raised right. I was raised by my parents to be that gentleman, to do that same thing. And that's what I passed on to my son. But I see a lot of people and I saw it um, with people that I grew up with. That you're like, do you not know how to do certain things? And they they didn't have that opportunity. I remember my son one time we were sitting in in Colorado when he was still in college down in Durango, and I had gone out there on business and and, and went to see him. I had an account down there, but you know I'm going to spend the night with him. And he and we're sitting there having a beer. And and I'm going to be honest, he wasn't 21, and it was fine. I bought the beer. We're having a beer. We're just father and son talking. And he goes, you know, I got to tell you something. I said, what's that? And he goes, you're kind of an ass growing up. I thought that was his savior right there. You know, he throws in the, I thought he goes, cause the way you were with certain things, he goes. And then when I got in the real world on his own, I mean, 18, he moved away from home to go to college and moved away from home to uh, 1200 miles. Uh, and he says, I see other kids and he goes, I'm glad you gave me an opportunity. You know, you taught me those things, which I thought was a wonderful compliment. So I kept him in the will 
You're not going to get much, <laughs> but uh, he gets part of no. the debt. Yeah, and you know, and he's got a great group of kids, and some of the kids that uh, I shouldn't say kids, I guess young men, and that's what they are, and and, and the young ladies, but mainly the young men I met. They, the, the, you, you see that where they kind of connect because they have that common bond, and I would listen to uh, Will and Clay and some of his other friends, and they all had that same parenting. Uh, brought up and you can see that in them and, and you know and that's where the strength comes in and they all have that kind of same attitude they're still goofy kids they're still going to do stuff we did oh, stuff yeah. but it well, was great they, you know life is a school of hard knocks and if first of all if some of those kids in that younger in the younger generations have issues with being enabled or work ethic or toughness or whatever we older guys want to gripe about the truth is it's not their fault you said it yourself you know it's you were a great dad you worked hard to be a good dad you weren't there to be his friend you always loved him he always knew you loved him but he also knew there was a line and he he got taught right from wrong so when he stepped out in the real world he had that guy that had helped him make that journey the ones that don't i, I can't really be that upset with them because it was our responsibility to have raised them to to know what life's going to kick your teeth in occasionally. It's oh, it will. It will. You know, pick yourself up, brush yourself off, rub a little dirt in it, walk it off. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Go on. Yeah, but no, those 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 skills are are important. Um, and raising a son's a little different. That's the other thing. I don't know where the hell Paul is. I don't really care. I do care. <laughs> I'm concerned he might have fallen down. I don't know. Uh, he may be getting another juice. I'm not sure. But speaking of children, you have, you and Sharon, have three lovely yes. daughters. We Tell do. Me. We have, we have three girls. Did you the put it in order? Amanda, Audrey, uh, yep. and... Oh, there you go. So what's but, Amanda uh, do? I mean, because you raise good kids, too. You guys raise good kids, so... Well, and, uh, you know, to Sharon and I, they're our kids. We're a blended family. Uh, Amanda and Audrey's were hers before mm-hmm. they were mine, and Katie was mine before she was Sharon's. But we don't, to us, they're just our kids. Just family. But Amanda is the oldest. She's 26, and she is a uh, nurse supervisor, um, RN, in uh, ICU neuroprogressive unit in the local hospital. Wow. And then uh, Audrey works for a pharmacy. Uh, and then Katie, the youngest, is Audrey and Katie are both 24. And Katie lives in L.A. currently. And she is a singer and entertainer and social media influencer. And uh, she's doing she's doing well out there. I hate L.A. She loves it. So. But then again, she's a vegan, so she fits in well out there. She's a vegan. I know. It's heartbreaking. Uh-huh. I know. What the heck was it? What the this hell is the same child who used to hold the deer legs while I cut them off. Oh. But she grew that's up. Maybe that's why she's vegan. I don't know. I don't know. You know what's funny? I always, you remember when I was on the road, I would have this thing. Ringer was never on. Oh, I yeah. I thought it was rude to look at it. I was there to see you or somebody else. And it just beat. And like Pavlov's dog, I picked it up and went, <laughs> what the hell was that? Realized what I was doing. Guess what? It was a text from Paul saying, bad timing, it died. 
So he won't be coming back to join us. So is this the time where we talk bad about Paul? Oh, no. We no. We wait. Hey, I'm going to have you back on just so we can talk bad about Oh, oh he's back. There oh, there go. you go. Hey. Hey, Paul. We were missing you. We were missing you. He's not even hooked up yet. He can't hear us. He could probably, word. I don't know if he could hear us. Who cares? The guy's high maintenance, let me tell you. I'm waiting for him to get his beard and his hair cut. Crazy. He's auditioning. Waiting for him to get a star in Hollywood. He'll be fine. I couldn't grow my hair out anymore if I had to. So. I, you know. And this ex horrible excuse for a mustache goatee. That is the best an American Indian can pull off. There you go. Well, you know what? I've, I haven't had... Now, I wore, I wore a goatee before goatees were cool. Uh, back in the day, it was Actually, all black. Christopher, you're the reason they're cool. Yeah, thank you very much. I am the reason they're cool. Yeah, but, you know, who wants to wear a Christie? Uh, but... And now it's, it's all... It's gone, baby. It's great and everything. Yeah. I wasn't even growing this. I just been doing it because I'm. I just decided when Paul and I started doing the show, because he was uh, as he looks, because he shut down during everything that went on this last year, and quit shaving, quit everything. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do it till he does it. I'm telling you, I can't. I can't take this. Especially wearing a mask, it itches, yeah. you know. And then, but then I'm like, ah, I want to get rid of this. And then the wife comes by, gives me a kiss, and she goes, You know, I like that. I'm thinking, eh, I'm going to keep it a little longer. I'm just going to. Yeah, I tried shaving this off, and, and again, God love my wife. She likes it, so it's staying. As horrible as it may be. She likes it, you keep it. She likes it, it's staying. Nope, sorry, sorry, bad timing at that. He hasn't gotten back to me. So I don't know where the hell he's at. He's probably trying to hook up the thing in any way. But listen, I am going to shut it down. I think we're going to call it a night. Thanks for coming on the show so much. Oh, the honor I has been really mine. appreciate it. It was great seeing you. It was great seeing you uh, planned this time as opposed to last time when I when we ran into each other in Florida. Yeah, we ran into that each other in Florida. That was just so wild. I was that telling Glenda weird. that you were on the show tonight, and she's going, I said, you met Brian? And she goes, I never met Brian. I said, in Florida. She goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, it was just so weird. I forgot all about that, but it was a good time. That was a good morning. strange to be walking along down there, and all of a sudden I hear, Brian? Well, you walk and by, thought, and I'm like. I'm like, who? Well, you were wearing a mask, and I, you were yep. a little out of place. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're it wasn't in St. Louis and it wasn't Fayetteville. No, it was. It, yeah. On the East Coast there and, and on the Gulf Coast. And, 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 and you just see somebody and you're like, what the heck? And, you know, never planned it, but it was good seeing what a small world. Uh, listen, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much again for being on. I tend to repeat myself at the end of the show. Uh, good luck with Open Door Cigars and everything else going on in your life. Please give your love to my wife, Sharon. Um, Tell her thanks for popping in and saying hi. It was good to see her smiling face. It always is. She's such a beautiful I will woman. definitely do it. And I thank uh, you for the opportunity. You and Paul have been wonderful hosts on a wonderful podcast. Thank you. It's been such a joy to just sit and catch up with you again. It is. It is. And uh, well, see, now I just have to figure out how to also sell Snappy Bigman. We're working on that. We got we we got the wholesale pricing working. We'll we'll take care of you. We're actually uh, I'm working on. Um, 
I'm working on, well, there's Paul again. Uh, I'm working on, I can't think. I don't know. It's late in the day. We're a half hour behind because Paul was auditioning. It's all his fault. I don't know what's going on. He threw off my timing. Comedic guy. Uh, working on wholesale price. We're actually working on putting a program together for shops that cause a lot of times you can't sell alcohol and have cigars. So kind of yep. a, we'll, we'll, we'll develop a menu. Uh, we'll do bulk coffee, things like that for people to do that too. So it's working. I, I, I don't work that fast. I'm, I work on a budget. I don't have a lot of money. So I get it done when I get it. I know that feeling. Paul, you're still frozen. Are you back yet? Cause I don't want to talk bad about you i think he's gone is he he's he's out of there paul's out of there he's just she's staring at the screen he's staring at me well, that's, listen. that's just his headshot yeah yeah no he makes good oh don't go into the headshot we talk about the headshots all the time <laughs> hey listen thanks again for coming on great luck uh and continued success with open doors in the Sweet seven lounge uh keep doing what you're doing with the mentoring program and just doing what you're doing you're you're a wonderful person i'm glad uh uh i got to meet you and you came into my life. Thank you. Really no, honor, honor's mine. Okay. We do so, need to get back together for a, a, a little uh, cocktail. Oh, we will. Start. We will. We need to figure that out, even if we have to meet in the middle. We could do that. We'll figure it out. We will figure it out. Yeah. I, will, I will accept that invitation. So now I have to. I have to fulfill the boat trip. We'll meet for a cocktail. Maybe we could do it all Perfect. in one spot. It'd be wonderful. Maybe we can. There you go. Hey, Paul, I know you froze up on me. Thanks so much for coming on again as my co-host, our, our co-host. Uh, I don't know. But Paul really runs this show. I'm just the guy with the money. Uh, just I can. Yeah, true. Anyway, Brian, thanks again. Folks, this has been uh, the Just Saying Podcast, Everyday Conversations. We're going to try a new tagline. It's called Everyday Conversations with Everyday Extraordinary People. Anyway, Brian, thanks again for coming on. Paul, I will catch up with you later in the week. I'll give you a call. Good luck with all the auditions you're doing. Guys, thanks again. You can tune in. This will be up in a couple weeks on YouTube on the Snappy Bigman channel. Uh, and the audio will be up on all the podcast platforms except Apple until I can technically figure out how to get it over there. But we're on Google Podcasts, uh, uh, Spotify. I was going to say Shopify. That's where, the, that's where the business site is, Spotify and a few others. Anyway, guys, thanks so much. Much. I appreciate it. Brian, take care. We'll see you. Bye, see guys. You guys. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Paul.